live from the Momo Pizzeria and Ristorante Studios at 44th and O. Morning radio for the entire capital city. This is LNK Today with Jack and Friends on the Voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. All right, welcome in on a Thursday morning, March 24, 2022. 35 degrees in the capital city. I think I think we made it through this little uh, stretch of dreary, windy, cloudy, rainy, snowy weather. Well, the clouds and some of the wind are going to stay, but I mean it's going to be. We start the we start the ascent back up to pleasant spring weather today with de- decreasing clouds and uh, maybe getting up to those fifties and uh, should get. Uh, get generally better over the next few days, although we do see have light rain and snow back in the forecast on Sunday, but uh, it's a little bit better, a little bit nicer here today. Uh, good morning. Welcome into the show. How's everybody doing? Morning, Mark. How are you? Good morning. By the way, tomorrow afternoon and evening, we do have a fire weather watch, though. Okay. Because of uh, expecting winds up to gusting to 50 and Jeez. very and very low relative humidity, so it's a good thing we got the moisture when we do. Right. It'll be a little warmer though, so those wind, I mean those winds are coming yep. out of the south now, um, and so so it'll be a little nicer, almost up to noon sixty to, tomorrow. But, noon to nine p.m. tomorrow. Geez, I mean, I have a trash spread out all over my all over my yeah. Uh, yeah my uh, you know the the the, the funny I talk a lot on the. Uh, on the show about my LAE Smarter Security Solutions sure. uh, deal, and I've got it set to record uh, any movement that that comes on my back deck during in the overnight hours, and it'll send me a summary. And when it's really windy, we've got uh, on the new fancy deck, we've got all these swivel chairs. Oh, no. I, I woke up woke up the other morning with about eighty notifications. So it is very perceptive of that movement that's out there. Someone is Luckily, having a n- dance party on you. Nothing backpack, was happening, right? but those chairs are getting a workout. Uh, all right, we got a good show for you today. I'm excited about it. So much going on. First of all, chances for you to win in a couple of places. The final day, I'm going to slip in an Elton John lyric in the show. Maybe unbeknownst to everyone, I'm very smooth at this. Uh, it sounds very natural. Uh, well, one out of the three so far has been. My, very I'm smooth. getting better at this. That you can say. Tuesday was smooth. Monday was rough. Okay. Yeah. Yesterday uh, was. So I'll throw that in. When you hear that, you have a, a five minute clock starts. You have when you hear it. If you text in the word Elton during the time, uh, the five minutes after I say that. Uh, you're going to be entered in a drawing that we'll do at the very end of the show today, mm-hmm. where we will draw one uh, one listener, one of the people who have qualified. You, if you qualified multiple days, you'll get in there twice, three times, whatever, um, to go to the concert with me. Uh, as, I mean, you don't have to drive. You don't have to drive there together. But I've got the uh, I have reserved the loge box the station has. So this is like in style. If you want to, there's wait staff that'll even come up to you and get your drink order. If you want to do that, you don't have to. Um, and you'll uh, watch the concert with me and someone from my family. I'm going to let them battle it out to, to, to figure out. Smart who, move. Who, Smart I'm move. Let them figure it out to see who's How going have you not me. decided this I don't, yet? Because I don't want to. <laughs> I don't. You, I, I, I've I, got an idea. What's that? Take your mom. Well, I could do that, too. <laughs> no, thanks, Mark. That complicates it more because I'm pretty sure she would absolutely like of to as she well. Would. 
now there's more people upset than there originally I know. were going to be. That's that's probably it. So yeah, I don't but know. At least your whole immediate family would just be mad at you. Now, now I'll tell you what, my eleven year old daughter doesn't want to go, except she said if they play the song that's on the radio right now that has the Elton John sample in it. With you know Dua what I'm Lipa? talking about? With Dua, Dua Lipa. Lipa. She's yeah. like, wait, will they play that song? And I was like, they may. Well, and, they'll, they'll play all the songs that were sampled yeah, they, for, they, for they it. may. And she's like, okay, well, maybe I'll go too. And I'm like, on, I already have enough. You only want one song you can listen to. You turn it on <laughs> t- turn on Red 94.5 and you'll probably hear it eventually. Yeah, but if Dua Lipa shows up, she's going to uh, be real bad at you. This is anyway. Anyway, the good news for you, if you're in those, you don't have to worry about that. Okay, you you just get to come uh, and and join us. So I'm going to announce who that is. We're going to contact him after the show today and make arrangements and get you. If you've never been uh, up to the to that area to watch the show, it's really cool. Great seats, um, not crowded. It'll be a lot of fun. Private bathrooms. All sorts of things. So this is a big deal. So listen for that. The other way to win today is we do have tickets to some Nebraska baseball this weekend. The weather's going to be getting nicer. And we got a big series. Big series coming up starting Conference tomorrow. season starting. Conference season. And a uh, little series that's become a bit of a rivalry here between these two teams over the, since the Big Ten, since the Oscars came to the Big Ten, Nebraska, Michigan. So we have tickets to tomorrow's game. Uh, it's a night game tomorrow night. Um It'll be now. I, I was honest about the South Dakota State game when the weather was going to be bad, and, and it did end up getting canceled. This one's going to happen. Uh, it might be a little chilly, but not like. I mean, it's not going to be terrible out there. It's uh, listen. You're in Nebraska, and you can handle it. Uh, it's so, a night game in late March. Yeah, it's going to be fun. It'll be it'll be a lot of fun. So, but the thing that we're going to do for this game is going to be amazing. This is uh, a new iteration of our lie detector game, um, where the lie detector in the past, if you if you haven't listened, we we give you two true things and one false thing. You got to pick up the false thing. Mm-hmm. If you do it three times in a row, you win the contest. Pretty right. simple. We've done it with a variety of different different things, but today we have prepared a game for you that is going to be all about your hosts. If you can get a question right, a lie detector right about each of your hosts. Mark, Caleb, myself will all go through. We'll tell you three things about ourselves, two of which are true, one of which are false. If you can pick out the false one about all three of us, you're going to get those tickets. And you're going to learn some things. You're going to really learn some things about Caleb and Mark, because when I was doing this, I realized that I'm kind of an open book over the last. Uh, <laughs> there is not much I, have not, uh, I haven't revealed about myself to our listeners, and if there's any interesting story to be had, I've told it umpteen times <laughs> over and over again. So I think I may be the easiest one on this, uh, but Mark and Caleb might be a little bit more of an uphill battle for you guys. So uh, we'll play that at 7-10. It is, it, whether you're playing, whether you're listening, it's, I, I, I went through my went through the questions with my family last night. They got all mine right, luckily. Um, but uh, well, str- they struggled. <laughs> they struggled a little more with Caleb's than Mark's. I'll tell you that. They struggled a little bit more with Caleb's than Mark's. So we will see how our listeners do today. And you're going to guarantee you'll learn something you didn't know about your uh, your friendly radio hosts. Uh, and then guest-wise, we will uh, hear from the Capital Humane Society. We're going to have Robin and Dave, Gore Lincoln team. they got some new restaurants coming to town you're going to want to hear about. And a restaurant review. And a restaurant review as well. And then uh, at 835... Uh, we will have Greg Sharp on to talk a little spring football and preview that Nebraska-Michigan baseball series. So we are loaded for bear. Big day on the show. Big day in news, too. Might be the end of the Fortenberry trial today. We will see if the defense finishes up its case today and moves on to closing arguments. It could go long enough that they move closing arguments to tomorrow. We will see 
about that. So far, they've called um, the beginning portion of their witnesses, including a sitting Democratic U.S. Congresswoman from California, from California, <laughs> to testify on. I, I thought that was was it a savvy move there, an interesting move. Um, who is is a uh, particularly has some expertise and some backgrounds in some of the issues regarding persecutions of Christians abroad that um, and, and the areas that are being talked about with with these fundraisers uh, that came into play. So they brought her in. Uh, they also brought Trey Gowdy in, who had been representing Fortenberry for a time, including in that second sit-down interview with the FBI. So and I believe um, his chief of staff was in yeah, and, as well. Right, right. Yeah, you had... Uh, you, had, you had a few people in there, and uh, they're going to finish up with some witnesses uh, today, maybe into tomorrow. Uh, but you could have a point where it's in the hands of the jury by the end of the day today. We'll see. Um, we will see, and then we'll see how long deliberations take, uh, whether they're going over the weekend or not. I think maybe probably not, but uh, we'll see on all that. So you got that. And here in L-Town, which... I've really never called Lincoln before and until this moment. Never no, again. I don't like I don't like how that felt Let's or not sounded. Do that. Here in the capital city, uh tonight we got a gubernatorial debate. So invite all your rowdy friends over. One screen with NCAA basketball one screen on Nebraska public media and let's see the candidates all ex- except except for Jim Pillen. Yeah. Who is had scheduling conflicts, but is going to be in Lincoln having an event where he's taking questions from from oh yeah. supporters, um, <laughs> where he's addressing them. Uh, so all of them except Jim Pillen, uh, and it's going to be televised tonight. So I would encourage you to be an educated voter uh, and uh, check out that debate. I'd like to. I'd like to find out where. Uh, like to find out what the difference between some of these candidates are, to be honest. Because if you go by campaign commercials, feels like they're all kind of saying the same thing for the most part. <laughs> like, where do you where do you disagree? Uh, other than other than some of the personal attacks that are going on here, so uh, that'll happen tonight as well. Mark, uh, news last night into the wee hours of the morning, pretty significant fire here in Lincoln out on West O Street. You reported on it. Um, is are we are we done with the cleanup stages? It's been like eight hours now. Well, the the crews have left the scene. Uh, West O is open, but there'll still be a lot of uh, work. Uh, obviously, uh, they stayed there all night uh, cleaning up hot spots. Was this a uh, warehouse? A warehouse. It's actually a construction company, uh, construction supply, Carroll uh, Construction and uh, Supply. So they've got you know building supplies and and uh, equipment in there. Um, their Facebook page uh, said it best. Let's see, I've got it here. Uh, their Facebook says they carry a wide variety of products for both residential and commercial projects, focused mainly on site work and concrete, but they do distribute products with a wide variety of uh, uses, more than a construction supply warehouse. They do rebar design, manufacture equipment service, and repair and project estimating. So uh, I would imagine that they, as a warehouse, they probably had a lot of material stored in there, and it was a two-alarm call. Um, but, yes, West O as, is now back open, and LFR crews have left the scene. All right. I've got a call into LFR to talk to it, uh, to one of the— I uh, saw some of the pictures and video before I went to bed last night, and it was a pretty, pretty significant effort. Yeah. I had some big ladder units that were out there working on that. As, as I understand it, they had to run uh, hoses from hydrants for quite a distance. Okay. Because they had a lot—they were putting a lot of water on the fire, and— uh, you know, that's uh, kind of a sparse area out there, right next to the Army Reserve Center. 
Yep. On the north side of Old, basically across the street and a little bit east of the jail. Yeah. So. Yeah. All right. So uh, obviously a, a developing story there. Hopefully not going to be something that impacts uh, commute, but significant fire Should not. there. And, and uh, by the way, O Street uh, here, 23rd, 24th area, uh, that's back open too after that gas leak yesterday afternoon. So Okay. That's a messy area to have closed. Yeah. It was closed both ways oh. through, during the uh, commute last night. Oh, my gosh. That had to be a that's <laughs> a that area can be a mess on a no construction night. Well, and I was, you know, it's funny talking about those areas that can be a mess during the commute. I was uh, I dropped my daughter off at dance last night and was coming back from the south part of the city. And there was an accident at 56th and Highway 2. Oh, my goodness. I mean the the backup that that creates. Oh yeah. I was I was on 56 for what seemed like a half hour going between basically Pine Lake and uh and Highway 2. I eventually turned off on on Highway 2. Uh a couple other things this was interesting you see the Lead Center put out their Broadway season. Uh we already knew about Hamilton it looks which is pretty cool. Solid, it does look solid. I'm kind of excited about this. Chicago uh which has been here it was here before maybe eight years ago or so, but that's mm-hmm. a very good musical. Jagged Little Pill, which is Alanis Morissette's musical. Legally Blonde, the musical. Uh-huh. Dr. Seuss, How the Grinch Stole Christmas. The Book of Mormon. I believe that's been here once before, too. Uh, On Your Feet, I'm not familiar with that. Uh, Stomp is coming. And Madagascar. Mm-hmm. So a little something for everyone with that. And then in sports news, beyond the NCAA games, getting uh, going back again tonight, thank goodness. Kind of, it feels like it's been a long time. I've right. been missing. I've been having NCAA tournament withdrawal. Uh, you did, and you're going to have more on this, Caleb, but a little news out of the Nebraska women's basketball program yesterday. Yeah, a couple of players leaving the program. Ruby Porter expecting to, uh, she's just going to go back to her home country of Australia. Michael Caton going to try to get a waiver to play a seventh year of college basketball, much the same way Kayla Caffey is for Nebraska, but Caton going to go try to play somewhere else to finish her career. Yeah. Um, and, and, Porter was used kind of sparingly this year. Yeah, and she got in. So. And you can kind of see a little bit of what that's going to indicate, as we've talked about on the men's side. What does it mean when like Eduardo Andre is in the portal? Right. Um, for folks behind them, for Ruby being um, leaving the team, and, and Michael trying to go find somewhere else to play. You saw Allison Widener really step up, yeah. and, and some mm-hmm. folks are seeing that. Oh, if you want some guard play. You've been passed up by a true freshman, right? Um, for for a big piece of that role, that could also mean Sam Hybe coming back, um, and you've got Jazz Shelley who's really taken over. Yeah. So there, there's just not as many minutes to go around as there were a year ago. And and Caton, you thought may end her. She walked on senior night and those yep. sorts of things, uh, but it uh, sounds like she's maybe looking for one final chapter. Uh, there as well. Now the big question is kind of like the men's team. The big question still seems to be whether or not these quote unquote seniors who have another year right because of COVID are going to continue to play, most particularly high B Bella Cravens especially. Mm-hmm. Um and so you're kinda waiting same way that you're kinda waiting to hear on Derek Walker, Latmay and Trey McGowan. So right. those are the big dominoes to fall with a roster for next year and so we will wait on that. But I've got a sports question for What's you that? too. What did you think of the Chiefs trades yesterday? Oh, <laughs> oh there are, are you some, yeah oh, there's some angry Chiefs folks. <sighs> Including I, one in this news booth. Oh <laughs> man, that was huge. I have that in the sound off today. We'll get we can get into that okay, a little good. bit a little bit more. All right, it's six twenty four. You are listening, LNK Day. By the way, I had a question. If you hear the Elton John lyric to the text in to the Rickstown Recognition Text Line, the number is four zero two four seven nine fourteen hundred. 
Okay, text just text in the word Elton within five minutes. Okay, just just a little repeat on that so everybody understands. Write that number down. Get it in your phone. 402-479-1400. All right, break for sports and much madness results. That's coming up next on KLIN. Get today's top news and sports directly to your inbox. Sign up for the daily at KLIN.com. A look at news from both inside and outside of Lincoln and conversation on how that news affects us here. It's time for the Sound Off on LNK Today. But first, the obligatory Jack Mitchell reaction (laughs) to much madness results. Our savory 16 is now set. Completely set. Let me run through the matchups. Northwest region, Laszlo's versus Leadbelly. Toast versus Haleya. Southwest region, Muchachos versus Hacienda Real. Paisanos versus Green Gateau. Northeast region, you got Misty's versus Taco Inn. The Isles versus Engine House. Southeast, you've got Norms versus the Denton Daily Double. And Fireworks versus Penelope's. You got a good look at the variety. We got we got a couple of uh got a couple Mexican uh places in there. We got a pizza place, we got a steakhouse. Uh, we got a couple of pizza places, uh, got a few breakfast places in there, uh, a good variety, good variety in this whole thing. And, uh, and shout out to Penelope's. They do well in this tournament. Again, knocking, knocking out venue who one that you might think would do pretty well in this tournament. But again, kind of like honest Abe's just doesn't have the, the juice to get through there. Um, and by the way, how about fireworks and Laszlo's both still alive? Yep. Same, uh, same ownership there. They actually got two entries in this thing. Well, so. this is, uh, just another reminder because that Penelope's venue matchup came, it was two votes separated them. Crazy. You, you have to vote guy. You, you got to get out you there. You got to get your friends to vote, get your kids to vote. Yep. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So uh, there you go. Voting uh, now today, and we're doing the, those uh, Northwest ones today? Correct. Laszlo's Lead Belly, Toast, hell yeah. Those, I don't, those both could completely go either way. Absolutely. Nothing would, <laughs> there, I don't feel like there's even a big favorite in either of those. I know Laszlo's is a one seed, uh, Lead Belly a five, Toast six, and hell yeah. I'm never going to say that the same way twice. Hell yeah. I don't like, I feel like I'm saying a bad word then. Don't want to do that. You're not saying a bad word, even if you say what what's kind of being. Hey, oh yeah, yeah. Um, yes, there you go. All okay. right. Um, don't forget, be listening for that Elton John lyric that I randomly and very naturally throw in during the show in Texas. The four zero two four seven nine fourteen hundred within five minutes of it, and you'll be registered for the drawing. We'll have at the end of the show to accompany uh, a, you and a guest. Come with me and a guest to the uh, Elton John show in our KLI and Loge box. Sound off time. Shall we? We shall. Uh, NATO meeting in Brussels. 30 heads of state all getting together to talk about the, uh, the, the continued measures NATO countries should and can take when it comes to the war in Ukraine. There are 30 heads of state that have gathered to discuss ways to support Ukraine, to punish Russia, and to also deter China from helping Russia. Uh, By my count, President Biden was the only world leader who did not stop to speak to press on the way in. The allies have several objectives today. We expect President Biden to announce new sanctions on Moscow, including on more than 300 members of the Russian parliament. Allies are also discussing ways to reduce Europe's dependence on Russian gas 
and avoid triggering a recession across Europe as a result, and also work to provide Ukraine with defenses against chemical, biological, radiological, and nuclear threats, as well as cyber defenses. And meanwhile, the fighting obviously continues in Ukraine, but more continued reports while you've got some areas of the country that are having their the cities, uh, Maripol in particularly, um, are getting just heavily, heavily wiped out by Russian forces right now. Then you've got kind of something different happen when it comes to Kiev with the city continuing to hold and maybe even. Russian forces being driven backwards at this point. Ukrainian forces are at the very least holding their ground against a much bigger Russian foe. Defense officials are saying Ukraine is beating back Russian gains in several Kiev suburbs, holding off Russia's challenge of the capital. All told, and this is according to NATO, as many as 40,000 Russian soldiers have been killed, injured, captured, or are missing. Ukrainian forces are hanging in there in the embattled port city of Mariupol, but just 100,000 people are left there. The targeting of civilians by Russians there, leading the U.S. on Wednesday to formally assess that Russia has committed war crimes. Wow. Um, if that, you know, and I don't know how you get those numbers accurately um, when it comes to that, but if there are true um, 40,000 uh, deaths in it by from for Russia in that, I mean, uh-huh. just to put that in a little... Like, in a little perspective, the Vietnam War had 47,000 American deaths mm-hmm. in that. World War, II, World War II that went on over six years had 291,000 American deaths. The Korean War had 33. World War One had 53,000. Okay, so, I mean, I don't, again, I, who knows about about those numbers, but if that's a range that you're talking about... Like that's, that's on the that's on the scale of years long years long wars that the United States that we're more familiar with uh-huh. in terms of that. I mean, World War One, fifty three thousand. It's um, man, that is uh, that's something. Uh, all right, moving on. Let's see what else do we have uh, going on today. Oh, this is before we get. I'm going to get to the Supreme Court hearings, but before we get to that. I don't, there's this one story that is, I don't know, maybe not, I'm not sure if not getting the attention that it should is the right thing, but if it were a different athlete, frankly, if it were a, a big name, a, a big name male athlete, it would be a completely different story than it is. And I'm talking about the detention in Russia of Brittany Griner, oh, the yeah. former Baylor uh, women's basketball player who's gone on to be a, a WNBA. She was so dominant in college. I yes. remember her in college just. Just killing people, um, dunking like crazy. Uh, but anyway, she was detained in Russia. Uh, they say that they found basically some vape equipment that uh, that had um, some form of marijuana uh, right. associated with it. Detained her, and then they've now extend, extended her detainment. Well, which they they do in Russia without obviously having some sort of a hearing first. But nonetheless, the United States diplomats had a chance to to visit with her. Uh, in the last couple of days. 
United States officials were able to meet with WNBA star Brittany Griner in Russia on Wednesday, and she is doing well. Griner has been in custody since February 17th on charges that she attempted to smuggle vape cartridges with hashish oil into Russia. It's not yet known if there will be any further access allowed by Russia, but U.S. State Department spokesman Ned Price said that the United States expects consistent, timely access to Griner and any Americans being detained in Russia. Peter Schwartz, Fox News. All right. Uh, who knows what the conditions are like either in in that sort of a in that sort of a situation as well. And w- what can you do? I mean, what <laughs> what can you do exactly if? Uh, and I'm sure there are other places where you've got people being held uh, held in ways that they shouldn't be either. Um, and so it, I, I think the thing that is that is stuck out to me here though is is just that this the story is the story is one that would like have us just crazily compelled if it were somewhat if it were perhaps another athlete and doesn't quite do it the same way for you know i don't i don't think that's 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 right but i think that probably is the case uh some of the other things going on beyond that oh let's get to the the scotus hearings yesterday whoo there was a that was a roller coaster I mean, I did. I did not listen. I can't handle sitting down and watching those whole things, um, and in part because you, you, so many things in politics now, you know, you know how they're ending already, and so the build up and the the debate and the drama before really isn't going to impact what actually happens with this. And there's so much. There's so much showboating in these things, it's kind of disgusting. But nonetheless, uh, they did hold the hearing yesterday. Tempers flared on the second and final day of questions for Judge Katanji Brown-Jackson. To answer a question. You can bang it as loud as you want. Well, I can just tell you, at some point, you have to follow the rules. <laughs> Committee Chairman Dick Durbin tried to cut off a lengthy exchange between Texas Republican Ted Cruz and Jackson over child pornography sentences. I've sentenced more than 100 people. But not to child pornography. And in every case, in every case, Senator, I look at the evidence. Republicans have questioned Jackson's sentences below federal guidelines and prosecutor recommendations. The confirmation hearing is set to conclude today with a panel of outside witnesses. On Capitol Hill, Jared Halpern, Fox News. <laughs> you still having a cruise? Yeah. <laughs> you, you can bang it as loud as you want. You got to follow the rules. He's. It was chaotic. Yeah. It was completely chaotic. Geez, sassy, but so Lindsey Graham storms out, uh, or I don't know storms out. Maybe that's editorializing, but that's how it was described. But he gets up and leaves after yeah. uh, something he was frustrated about. And then uh, uh, good old PG-13 Ben Sass comes in uh, again, <laughs> uh, talking talking about Supreme Court cases uh, whether or not the issue of whether or not you should televise Supreme Court cases, and he makes a point that um, I I don't know if he used the term uh, cover your ears, kids. I don't know if he used. I think he used the term jackassery again, which okay. is it's a it's I mean it's PG thirteen Ben Sass, which he's all right. right on right now. But he basically said when you have cameras rolling, you start to see some of the the some of that going on, and it sounded like he was referring to Lindsey Graham. Yeah. W- with that whole thing, he, I don't know if he was or or was not, but I, I, the, I don't know if it's if it's just I don't know if it's just Sass doing it because that's that's what he does. That's how he always talks. He is he is integrated more PG thirteen language 
<laughs> not quite swearing, but sort of swearing in every media in every media appearance uh-huh. in every in every public testimony things in on the floor all of those things right you'll throw a freaking in there every once in a while he does the uh jh or ja and the ah and the uh <laughs> right uh, <laughs> is that what he did for like the 2 years that he disappeared and didn't talk to anybody and there was never Never any news about him. Just went and said, I'm going to learn a whole bunch of words. I'm going to learn a whole bunch of words that go up to the line, but not over the line. <laughs> uh, okay, what else do we have? Uh, they're start- hey, if you go to Washington, D.C., go on a trip, I still need, I want to go take my kids to Washington, D.C. sometime here in the next couple of years at some point. It just feels like a trip to you. Uh-huh. You need to do. Uh, but they, uh, they're allowing U.S. Capitol tours. Again, which oh, I, I think may may uh, make it a more opportune time to do that, maybe for people. The U.S. Capitol building has been mostly closed to the public since the start of the pandemic. But on Monday, the government will begin phasing in tours for schools and guests escorted by lawmakers or their aides. Another tourist attraction, the U.S. Botanical Garden on the Capitol grounds, will reopen April 1st. And three weeks later, lawmakers can take guests on tours of the Capitol Dome. It's not just COVID that's kept the Capitol grounds closed to the public. Security concerns after the Capitol riot and staffing shortages have slowed the process. Carmen Roberts, Fox News. I was going to say, it may have been closed to the public, but that didn't really help on one day that I can think of. Huh. <laughs> You're just trying to get a tour, Jack. I do. I, yeah, I, uh... I, I that's uh that's something I want to do. You got to get it on the day though where you can go to the Nebraska breakfast too and then they bring down all the senators and mm-hmm. uh house members and y'all have a nice little breakfast there in one of the basements of the of the buildings by the US Capitol and you get to ask your you get to talk to all your senators and meet them and and hmm. say hi. It's uh it's actually pretty fun. Hopefully uh, everyone keeps the language PG. <laughs> um <laughs> All right, what else? Oh, yeah, a little social media news. You know, let me tell you, let me tell you what I don't like about social media. I mean, there are a plethora of things. Wow, this just sounds like an old man. Uh, let me. No, this is a on. this is a medium aged man take. Okay, okay, it's not a the thing I don't like about social media, among other things. But the one thing that really grinds my gears, or you might say, chaps my hide, is that it is so hard on these social media platforms to just get a timeline, a timeline that is sorted by time and by the people I choose to get content from. I That is all I ask of you. And I'm talking to you, Twitter, you're making it harder and harder. You can do it, but you're making it hard. You're trying, to, super easy. you're trying to get me away from it. You're trying to get you default me the other way. You do everything you can. Facebook, that's that ship has sailed. I don't even know. I think there may be some setting to do it, but I miss that. Well, Twitter was so easy. I saw your complaints the other day. I was like, dude, click one button. That's all it no, takes. No, first of all, there was a glitch in the first one. No, you're wrong. You're wrong. But I, we don't have time to get into that. Just know you're wrong. Um, but maybe maybe there's hope with a different platform. Maybe it's time for me to switch. TikTok? No. Meta's Instagram unveils favorites and following. Two feed options, which give users more control over what they see on the platform. 
Favorites shows users the latest posts from a list of specific accounts they choose. They can add up to 50 accounts, make changes to this list at any time, and posts from these accounts will show up higher in their home feed. Following shows posts from people you follow, and both options will show posts in chronological order. Meta says the goal is to help make users' time on the app feel more intentional. Kristen Goodwin, Fox what? News. You mean I'm going to see posts from the people I follow? Post I people and follow in chronological order. I, I I literally I don't believe it. I I will believe that 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 is an option that really works when I see it. Social media companies they got to get the, they love them those algorithms that is going to predict what you want to see. Well, predict this. I want to see what the last person posted most recently, and then going in descending order from there, and only the people I follow. Okay, that's it. That's what I want to see. But you didn't think that was the direction I was going with that. Last, old man take. last but not le- last but not least, Chiefs fans, including Mark Vale, this oh, morning. Yeah. How we do it? Chris Olathe texted, and he's okay. He's okay because because of the draft. The picks. Chiefs got a haul back for this thing, and they're kind of zigging when everyone else is zagging. But it's the end of an era in Kansas City. The Miami Dolphins have acquired six-time Pro Bowl wide receiver Tyree Kill from the Kansas City Chiefs in exchange for five draft picks. The Chiefs get a first-round pick this season, 29th overall. They also get second and fourth-round picks this year, along with fourth and sixth-round selections in 2023. The Dolphins have signed Hill to a four-year, $120 million extension, making him the highest-paid wide receiver in NFL history, and the deal includes $72.2 million in guarantee. Money. Peter Schwartz, Fox News. I have no dog in the hunt. I think it's a savvy move by the Chiefs. Well, they just I got think Juju it's so Schuster. smart. Yeah, and they'll probably get somebody else. Um, but to start building up, but keeping Mahomes there, and you've still, you know, I don't know. I think it's a. I think it is. It is going to be something that's really going to pay off in yeah. the uh, in the long term. Well, think so. think about with with NFL quarterbacks when you start to see. Uh, a team's window really shrink, and it's when that quarterback gets a deal that's not his rookie deal. Right. So you're starting to see with Kansas City that more of their cap goes to Patrick Mahomes. You saw it with the Seahawks when they had to pay Russell Wilson. Yep. You didn't have the cap to go do yeah. what everything else you were trying to do. Uh, Seahawks fell off, and right. they don't even have Russell Wilson anymore. So if you're going all in on really having Patrick Mahomes long term, some of these other pieces are going to have to get moved around. And Hill is so, I mean, he's really good, and he's based so much just on his raw speed. Yeah. But like, he feels like somebody who might have a, a, not a precipitous decline, but he will peak when he's younger maybe than other players. Uh-huh. Maybe. I don't know if that's true or not. You don't need to believe me. Just give me a chronological timeline. That's all oh, I want. Geez. 654, we'll take a break. Uh, here from the Capital Humane Society next on KLIA. It's our weekly spotlight of pets for you to adopt from the Capital Humane Society on LNK Today. All right, it's time to uh, tell you about some pets that are available for adoptions. Matt from the Capital Humane Society joins us right now. Morning, Matt. How are you doing? Good. How about yourself? Great. All right, let's hear about the pets that are available this week. So first we have Bubba, and Bubba is an approximately three-year-old pit bull, neutered male. He's brown and white in color and weighs about 75 pounds. He was surrendered to us because his previous family's landlord told him they could no longer uh, have a pet, and so they turned him over to us. But uh, he's a big goofball. He likes to play. If you got some toys, he's going to be your best friend. Also loves going for walks, and so if you're looking for an active companion, uh, he's going to be your guy. 
And then we also have Jasper and Wilson. And so they are what we call a perfect pair. Uh, they're domestic short hairs, orange tabbies, neutered males. And Jasper's about six and Wilson's about four. They were also surrendered because their previous family was moving and weren't going to be able to take them with them. But uh, since they're a perfect pair, they need to be adopted together since they are very attached to each other and do better together than when they're separate. But uh, they're a little shy, but they like to come out, especially if you've uh, got some toys or some treats or food. Uh, they'll come out and uh, want to hang out with you. Uh, that's I get it because that's like Caleb, Mark, and me. We're the perfect trio, so we have to. Yeah, we're a go. package deal. Uh, if we come. Anyone adopting us, it's got to be three or none. <laughs> uh, all right, hey, uh, tell us how uh, how people can make adoptions. Yeah, so Pylock Pet Adoption Center is open from eleven thirty to seven today. Uh, you don't need to make an appointment or anything like that. You can just walk in the doors when the building's open. So eleven thirty to seven today, eleven thirty to seven tomorrow, and twelve to five Saturday and Sunday. Awesome. Hey, thanks a lot, Matt. We appreciate it. We'll check in with you next week. All right. Have a good one. There you go. That is Matt Manchardo from the Capital Humane Society. All right, seven ten is going to be fun, guys. It's Ticket Thursday. I got tickets to Nebraska versus Michigan baseball on Friday night. Here's how you win it. It's a lie detector special edition of the lie detector, though. Basically, it's like uh, two truths and a lie. But this week, you've got to get one about each of your friendly co-hosts. Caleb, Mark, and myself. We have two true things about ourselves and one false thing about ourselves. I don't know if this is unbelievably easy or unbelievably hard, but it's going to be entertaining. And I think you'll probably learn something you didn't know about each one of us. All right, we'll take a break. It is 7 o'clock on KLI and Lincoln. Yeah. I don't know if you guys heard me, but we are giving away two tickets to Nebraska baseball versus Michigan tomorrow night at Haymarket Park. Go enjoy a night at the old ballpark and a big Big Ten game. Nebraska starts getting its season back on track against the much-disliked Michigan Wolverines. And so uh, you want to play the lie detector test, 402-479-1400. Here's how it will work. We will give you... Three facts about ourselves, uh, Mark, Caleb, myself. If you get all three of them, you get three in a row, uh, you win the tickets. That's how it works. We're going to give you three facts. Two are true. One is made up. So it's a regular lie detector game. It's just personalized for each of us. I think you might learn something here with this game. I know I did. All right, 402-479-1400. Uh, we've got our caller, but we will uh, you can fill in behind this caller and get involved in it. But let's see how Charlie does with uh, this one. Uh, good morning, Charlie. How you doing? Good, Jack. How are you? All right, good. All right, who, you can choose who you, who you uh, start with here. Uh, who do you want to start, Mark, Caleb, or me? Mark. All right, Mark, you go first. So uh, he'll, he'll read three things. You just One of them is false. Two, the other two are completely true. Are you ready, Charlie? Yep. Yeah. Uh, I visited a dairy farm on a kibbutz in Israel. Um, I have a bachelor's degree in English language arts and a minor in speech. And the third one, I went to auctioneer school. Which one is the lie? Number three. Oh, number three. Sorry, we didn't hear. Went to auctioneer school. Auctioneer school. Nah. No, that is very correct. He actually did go. Do, uh, hey, you know what? Can you do a little bit of that for me? 
Um, probably not. Oh, what kind but of I crappy re- auctioneer school did you go to then? Well, it's been a long time, but I do remember the one limerick that I had to learn. Oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah, Betty, Botter bought the- some, Betty Botter bought some butter, but she said this butter's bitter. If I put it in my batter, it'll make my batter bitter. So she bought a bit of better butter, put it in her bitter batter, made her bitter batter better. So just better Betty Botter bought a bit of better butter. All right. Cool. Very good. All right, 402 479 Give me two. 1400. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, it's a uh, one, uh, one in three shot three times, but uh, 402 479 1400. We're going for uh, Big Ten opening baseball tickets for Nebraska and Michigan tomorrow night. 402 479 1400. Guys, mm-hmm. guys, my goodness. Play along just so you can find out about us. I mean, that's correct. Ben actually says that was pretty impressive, Mark, what you just did there. 402-479-1400. All right. How about this? How about this? Any, well, I don't believe I have to do this. Uh, but anybody will also will also uh, put you in the drawing at the end of the show for the, uh, for the Elton John tickets. How's that sound? So you play for the Husker tickets, but also throw you in the drawing at the end of the show. Just because Mark, Caleb, and I, we uh, spent some time putting these together. We were very excited about them. 402-479-1400. All right, Ben is, uh, ben is next. He'll take a shot of this. All right, Ben, how you doing? I'm, I'm doing okay. All right, so uh, I'm putting you in the Elton John drawing now, too, uh, whether or not oh. you want it. Uh, all right, uh, so you get that no matter what. All right, so who do you want to start with, Mark, Caleb, or me? Uh, I'll go with uh, Caleb. Caleb. Yeah, not the last pick. All right, go that's, that's you. Um, different from high school and gym. Yes. Uh, so, Ben, I have not grown in height since the eighth grade. I have two college degrees. My favorite animal is the penguin. I'm going to say favorite animal is the penguin. <laughs> favorite animal is the penguin. That's incorrect. There you go. All right. Uh, well, you know, I'll keep taking. I'll keep taking your calls. Uh, if you, if you're, uh, if you want to be in on this, we. Have, my goodness, Husker. Even at the end of the year, Husker basketball was still lighting up the phones. I mean, come on, guys. This see, there's a lot of season left. There's a lot of season left. Michigan was in the College World Series in the championship a couple of years back. Just to get this. What is wrong with you, Husker Nation? I'll throw in a 20 that you can give them, and they can buy snacks with it. <laughs> I don't know if you can do that, but okay. Apparently, <laughs> uh, Mark's throwing, throwing it. Is that Ben again? Yeah. This is, uh, this, is, this is sad. Okay. I mean, I'm glad to talk to Ben. All right, Ben. Uh, who do you want to try this time? Uh, let's go with Jack. See All right. what we do there. All right. There we go. Uh, these are mine. One of these is false. I once hit a hole-in-one on the 13th hole at Holmes Lake Golf Course. I was the editor-in-chief of my college student newspaper. I have been kicked out of a church league softball game. Once there in a hole in no way, There is no way you hit a hole-in-one. That is correct. I have not hit a hole-in-one. I don't even know if 13 at Holmes Lake is a par 3 or not. I have no idea. <laughs> it's a, I would have talked about that incessantly on this show had I done it. That's, the, that's why mine are the easy one. All right, you want to go for uh, Mark or Caleb next? All right, Mark. Um, number one was bitten by a rattlesnake. Uh, owns a 1951 Ford 8N tractor, and lettered in junior senior high school 21 times. Hmm. I'm gonna 
lettered in junior and are we talking both sports and like academic letters or what are we yeah yes i'm i'm going to say the, the lettering one the lettering one it is not the lettering one how many letters 21 this was a junior senior high school i was the student trainer for football basketball and baseball all six years and i got a letter for senior band three times uh oh steph is mad i changed the rules on that i'm still doing i didn't change the rules i'm still doing the same the, the same rules apply. And besides, nobody's, the same rules, nobody, nobody's winning. Nobody, I mean, there's nothing changed. Just, I'm still doing the lyrics, so don't worry about it. I just, uh, let's see. It may mean your chances are one in thirteen and one in fourteen instead of one in thirteen. So, uh, all right, uh, Charlie. Charlie is next. Uh, hi, Charlie. Hi. How you doing? Good. All right. Who do you want to start with? Uh, I'm going to go with you, Jack. All right. Good. All right, here we go. Uh, one false one. Uh, NFL Hall of Famer Will Shields got married in my backyard. My first car was a Dodge Neon, and I have run two half marathons in the last decade. NFL Hall of Famer Will Shields was married, got married in my backyard. My first car was a Dodge Neon, and I have run two half marathons in the last decade. Well, I know that you ran a half marathon. I'm not sure you ran two, so I'm going to say that's okay. Okay. What about Dodge Neon? I think it's Dodge Neon. You think that's a false one? Mm-hmm. Correct. The, the Will Shields one was too weird to make up. I suppose that actually that actually did happen. And yes, I did run two. No, my first car was a 1985 Nissan Sentra. All right, you want Mark or Caleb? Uh, Mark. Uh, I asked Larry King a question on his nightly radio show, uh, and it was live at the time. I own a lake home at Big Sandy or never went to college. Ask Larry King a question on a lake home at Big Sandy, never went to college. Wow. I'm going to say you own a lake home on Big Sandy is a false one. That's correct. All right, can Charlie do it? He just needs to get the false statement about Caleb. All right, here are my three. Charlie, I was prom king. I've been to a Bob Saget show, and I played trombone in junior high. <laughs> I'm going to say that you played a trombone in junior high. It was false. Is false? No, uh, it's I not. did play the trombone in junior high. All right, back to the phones. You're going to win Nebraska-Michigan ba- uh, baseball tickets for Friday night. If you can tell which uh, of all three of us, which of the lies uh, the false one about all three of us. All right, uh, looks like we have Brian next morning. Brian, good morning. I hear it's a one out of three guest times three. Yeah, you get that, which uh, means one out of nine. So yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right, uh, who you want to start with? Mark. Mark, go for it, Mark. I've traveled to 18 countries. I was a fill-in elementary school custodian and did my flight solo at 4.8 hours in a Beechcraft Musketeer. Traveled to, eight, go with the, traveled to 18 countries. Musketeer. You're going to say the, the plane is the false one? Yes. All right. <laughs> I was so excited about this contest. <laughs> 4.8 hours. My uh, and flight instructor was gone. Mike I was, Bustack. I, here, I envision this being 
radio gold. <laughs> and I envisioned it going so smooth. And I envisioned the lines lighting up. And I didn't en- envision getting uh, angry textures, uh, um, upset that I was trying to incentivize additional people to play this. <sighs> I mean, the f- <laughs> nobody's calling. No, no. Uh, uh, is, is it? Is it the, the game's too is hard? Is it the game or the, the game's not that hard? The game is not that hard. <sighs> James has obviously time to bring back generation collaboration. <laughs> Wait, I, I think what he's saying is it's time to ba- bring back English or Irish is what it's time to bring. No, okay. How no, about this? That's not what here's he's how saying. we get Believe callers. Me, he's not no, saying here's that. how we get callers. If if nobody wins this thing. We bring back English or Irish for the next six months. <laughs> well, there goes the phone company. <laughs> if uh, if that happens, we bring back English or Irish for the next six months. Caleb, I think I know how I got the phones to light up. Did you hear that? No, they were lighting up before no. that. <laughs> six months of English. If we no. do not get a winner before sports, English Jeez. or Irish, we're going oh, through God. the, the six- rest of the... <laughs> I've got a headache that morning. All right, Min- oh, Mindy's going to take a shot. All right, hello, Mindy. How are you? Hey, good morning. All right, who do you want to start with? Oh, let's start with Jack. All right, we will start with me today. Uh, all right, let's do this one. Uh, I used to wear a single earring stud in my left ear. I installed many of the RV electrical hookups used in Nebraska state parks, and I have milked a cow. Caleb, yeah. it's good thing people can't see Caleb's face. He's giving the answer away. <laughs> Had an earring. Installed That's pretty specific about the earring, like in the left ear. Yeah, uh, uh, the RV installed... RV electrical hookups uh, used in Nebraska state parks, and I have milked a cow. Which one do you think is false? I think the earring. The earring. <laughs> no, I had a sweet earring in 1996. And it we was, made so much fun of that it was a on top, like an entire show. That's the show. thing with mine. All of the things that are true about me, I've talked about on this show because, I, uh, because I've done this for 16 years. i got to tell stories. Speaking of uh, milking a cow, do you know where you get dragon milk? No, but I don't even know if there's time for this. Why? Short-legged cows. <laughs> oh, good, All right, Scott. is Now everybody's calling in. They're so scared of English or Irish <laughs> coming back. All right, Scott, who do you want to start with? Uh, Jack, we'll start with. All right, Jack, you gonna start with me. All right, mine is okay. I was the uh, I was the valedictorian of my high school class. I once won second place in the Lincoln Journal Stars NCAA bracket contest, and I once hung out with Tommy Frazier and Ario Speedwagon at the same time. I was a valedictorian of my high school class. I once won second place in the Journal Stars NCAA bracket contest, and I once hung out with Tommy Frazier and Ario Speedwagon at the same time. I remember the Tommy Frazier Ario Speedwagon story. No, but how can you so, forget it? So that one I know happened. So was I valedictorian, uh, or did I get second in a Journal Star bracket contest? Oh, I'm going to guess you were not valedictorian. Wow, you're a jerk, but you're right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Caleb or Mark? 
let's go with Mark. All right, Mark. Uh, recently purchased a beautiful music radio station's music library of over 4,000 CDs. So specific. Number one, a scratch golfer. Uh, and the third one, after high school, worked part-time at a mobile gas station in a green elevator. This one's so easy. Uh, I, Mark, I'm sorry. I don't think you're a scratch golfer. <laughs> another, another jerk move for Scott, but he's right again. <laughs> oh, come on. All right, Caleb. Come on, Caleb. All right, Scott. I have two younger sisters. I pierced my ear in college, and I played the lead in my senior one-act play. Okay. You, uh, no, you're not an actor. <laughs> oh, no, we're out of time. Are you kidding me? We're out of time. You've you've talked about that a few times. I laid that one up. You're the. I'm the only one in this group who's had my ear pierced. Believe it or not, I laid that one up. I think for we're him. out of time. We're like a couple minutes over. Well, you know what that means. We will see you for the rest of 2022. Oh, God. Feel ill. Uh, Sorry, we're out of time. We we can go back. Well, we got these for next week now. They're for the game tomorrow. I I mean, we got the questions. We can do it. Oh, but I forgot. We've changed our, our game for a while. Let's just go to break. Isn't it? Want today's top news stories? Top Husker stories? You can get them sent straight to AMIN. All right, without any further ado, let's get started with number five. Well, Jack, uh, I hate to be the bearer of this, but this segment's supposed to be what people are talking about and judging from the volume on the text line. It looks like the talk of the town will uh, be the contest we just tried, and it's been repeatedly called a massive, destructive train wreck by listeners. So do you want to apologize? There might be a little bit of hyperbole. No, that's exactly that's what the text line says. So, okay, here, I mean, one apology or no? I'm not I'm not going to apologize. I still think in principle. It's a great contest. Uh, I I think here's a crazy thing. Yesterday or two days ago, I threw out at the end of the show that we got Husker South Dakota State baseball tickets to give away, and then Caleb gets mad at me because I said it's going to be bad weather. It might not be that fun. Uh, the game probably won't even happen, and people were texting in like crazy for him. Now. We got a Big Ten game on a Friday night where the weather is going to be significantly better. And all you got to do is, uh, you know, uh, know some fun facts or guess some fun facts about your uh, your friendly radio host. The game was too hard. I don't know. I was. People were intimidated by it. I, I think we maybe need to give it another try. I think we maybe need to give it another try on this thing. Again, what would you rather have, this or English versus Irish? You, I got. I mean, I can't. I feel like I can't win with our games right now. You can't win with English versus Irish. <laughs> Plus, I learned so many nice things about about Mark that I that I never knew before. The fill in school custodian. What? I had no idea about that. You know, he asked a question to Larry King. Amazing. I don't know. I think in uh, in every respect, I think the game was well executed, well done. I don't think the listeners played very well. Um, you know, I, don't, I, I still don't quite see what what happened there. We'll have to go back and watch the film. We set Scott up to win, and he said he didn't think I was an actor. Yeah. And on mine, guys, I I talk about my every I have pulled every story I can think of about myself <laughs> out on this story on this show. 
I mean, I've got years of, of having time to tell stories. So legitimately, I think every one of those that was mentioned, I think I've, I've told at one point or another. But nonetheless, we'll see. Because we still have two-thirds of our material left for this thing. And I think it could be easily recycled, frankly, for another for another. Maybe they, here's, here's what it is. Maybe they just need to get one person's right. Maybe that's it. Would that change the whole? They just got to get one deal? question. Got to right? get one question about one person, right? Uh, change the prize. One question about one person. Feels like you could luck into that one, or, or get two out of three, maybe. Maybe that's it. I don't know. Well, I know you're gonna. You, just warning you, you're gonna be going around to the to the coffee houses this morning in town, you, uh, at the co-ops in some of the rural areas, and this is gonna be the talk. This is what you're going to hear about. But, uh, you know, I really can't speak for Caleb. Uh, but sorry, folks. <laughs> well, Clinton says it was much better than Song Request Friday. But maybe just do a regular trivia quiz. Wow. Clinton is about to get yee. Not by us, by the rest of the textures. Clinton, not a fan of Request Line Friday. Urgh. I didn't think people would be either, Clinton. But they love it. They love it. They, lo- they can't get enough of it. <laughs> All right. We'll, we'll take it under advisement. Let's say that. Number Spe- four. Speaking of taking things under advisement. U.S. Representative uh, from California, Democrat Anna Eshoo, told jurors in the Los Angeles federal court trial, Congressman Jeff Fortenberry, that he is honest and honorable. They work together on issues pertaining to the persecution of Christians in the Middle East. She was the first defense witness called after the prosecution rested its case yesterday. Okay, here's one thing I wonder, and I didn't read, you know, the transcript or anything of the questioning, but were they, did they make clear, I wonder, in the questioning, and I know that you may not have the answer to this, but they make clear in the questioning that she is of a different party than uh, than Jeff Fortenberry? Like, because that, that, that would be what makes that testimony a lot more helpful, I would well, think. I'm, I'm sure when she... Uh, confirmed her identity, you know, yeah, I'd have to say that. I assume so. I'm right. out to play that up if I was the defense. Yeah, they may have. And that thing. Wait, you're telling... Yeah, I'm, I, I'm just going through the, the questions that would be asked in that situation. Um, yeah, th- so they're going to they're gonna finish up the defense witnesses probably today, Mark. Looks like probably it. Probably get it, it done. Uh, either go to the jury at the end of the day today or early tomorrow after closing arguments. And then it is in the hands of the California jury on this thing. A very diverse and jury, I might add. I don't... I, uh, you know, predicting juries is kind of a fool's errand, After I think. But I don't I don't have any great feeling on this one. The uh, the defense did ask for the, uh, the, the, tri- the uh, charges be dismissed after the prosecution yeah. rested. And that was summarily thrown out. Right. And, and just... So people understand, because the people are saying, well, why did they do that? They already had that motion that was denied by the judge about venue previously. That What that does is if you make, you have to make that motion after the prosecution presents its case to preserve that issue for appeal. They'll, they'll uh, I mean, I'm sure if there's a conviction, they will appeal it on that among other grounds, but you've got to have it rejected in court so there is a ruling by the court at trial after the prosecution presents its case that this, the appellate court can look, look at. So, the, the legal boring stuff on that, but just a little a little bit of an explainer there. But, yeah, we'll be on, uh, we're going to be on Verdict Watch maybe starting as soon as this afternoon for this thing. Whew. Be a, interesting to be a fly on, a wall, fly on the wall in that jury room. 
number three. Nebraska Public Media will host an hour-long debate with three of the Republican candidates running for Nebraska's governor. Uh, debate participants, Charles W. Herbster, State Senator Brett Lindstrom, former State Senator Teresa Thibodeau, not there, Jim Pillen. Yeah. Um, the debate is tonight. It's tonight. It's going to be on Nebraska Public Media, so get the... You might want to get the dual screen set up out tonight for your NCAA basketball on one screen and your Nebraska GOP debate on the other. Here's here's what I wonder, guys. How many times, if at all, do the candidates, and, and particularly Herbster, but how many times do the candidates reference the fact that Pillen isn't there? Oh, do you I think bet. they make a big deal about that? Not only that he isn't there, but... Maybe take shots at him because he can't defend no, himself. He can't. he can't fire back. Right. And I mean, are they going to kind of do- take that opportunity to dogpile? Because they would have to do that during their opening statements or closings because there, it, it is a moderated debate. So. Right. But uh, you, listen, you, you've moderated debates before. You can throw you can throw jabs in there what? at that whole thing, and especially Herbster, because Herbster, he's not. I mean, he's target number one for Herbster on this thing, right? Yeah, probably, I mean, no. I w- I would guess he's he's probably going to go in on this. No, it's good. And Pillen wasn't the only one to decline. That's M- true. Michael Conley also uh, declined. I uh, saw an email uh, from his campaign, and that was over masking issues oh, in the building. I think that's going to hurt his chances. That we're slim anyway. <laughs> so, sorry. <laughs> So uh, yeah, Dennis Kellogg is going to moderate the debate. No, I'm uh, listen. I'm I'm looking forward to honestly seeing this and hearing this because uh, mainly the the vast majority of what you've heard for these candidates is from their commercials, and they're all either saying the exact same thing, basically, or a lot of them are, or they're just going after, you know, like I don't. I don't know that I care that much whether or not Herbster located his business in Missouri and not Nebraska. Like, I, I just want the best governor. I want the best governor, and I don't know how much that impacts it. And, like, I can't. And and calling each other libs and stuff. <laughs> I mean, it's just... Uh, the argument, at least for me, it, it has not been super effective through the existing media right now. I'd much rather hear them actually get to brass tacks and show where they are different on actual issues Instead of, you know, who is... I only who, care about who opposed CRT first. Like, I think I, I know where we stand on that one. I got really good on that one. Now, there's a whole lot of other things that... And maybe there are some differences out there. Did you see the latest... And I want to know, see what their demeanor looks like and hear what they sound like when they talk, frankly. That's important. Have you seen the new commercial uh, with Governor uh, Ricketts and former Governor Heinemann for Mike Flood? It is hilarious. Oh, really? Yeah. They're sitting in a coffee shop talking about Mike Flood back and forth, back and forth, and it's Heineman and and, uh, Ricketts going back and forth, and right at the end, they pan out, and Flood's sitting right next to Ricketts, and he goes, guys, I'm here. (laughs) Maybe the Pillin campaign will just send Ricketts to the debate for him. (laughs) (laughs) Just wondering. All right, moving on. Number four. Whoops. What number is this? Number three. Number two. Two. Number two. <laughs> a bill that would force 
Governor Pete Ricketts to apply for $120 million in federal housing on approval from lawmakers yesterday. But they still got some big hurdles. It ain't going to happen, guys. Uh, why not? They got the, they have, don't they have the votes? They have the votes, but they didn't put in the emergency uh, clause in there that would move it to law right away so that they can, and the deadline's the end of the month. So it's not going to go in before so the it's deadline. So just, just, this is a time issue? It's a time issue, yeah. Well, even though they're probably, if, if Ricketts vetoes it, they're probably right. not getting 30 anyway if they only got 26 at this point so, in this whole thing. Yeah. You know what? One thing I did notice, somebody uh, screenshotted the little legislative board on this. Speaking of gubernatorial candidates, I saw Lindstrom voted in, in favor of this and did vote. Yeah. Like, Flood didn't vote, I'm, I'm pretty sure. Um, that There were... There were some other ones, but Lindstrom voted in favor of of, uh, of that. So, we will see. All right. Finally. <laughs> Last one. I got this one, guys. Number one. Are you sure you didn't want to hit 5-4-3-2-1? Two, <laughs> two Oscars won't be back for women's basketball next season. Ruby Porter plans to return to her home country of Australia. Uh, Nicole Clayton uh, entered the transfer portal to find somewhere to finish her college basketball career. So, uh, wh- how does this? What's this going to do to the team? How's what's the effect on the program? Uh, I think they're still going to be in a really good place. This will just hurt a little bit of the depth because you were able to take uh, Ruby Porter and Michael Clayton off the bench and put them into some really good positions. Clayton had some big shots late in the year, uh, including turning around and celebrating in front of opponents' benches and getting some coaches fired up. That was always fun to see. Uh, Ruby was just steady when she got out there in her limited minutes. Uh, She also had a couple of starts that she made um, in her time here in Lincoln. Uh, Both of them just, though, getting passed up. You have Josh Shelley transfer in, uh, the emergence of Allison Widener late in the year. um, And you've got got some good recruits coming in. So uh, there, there just wasn't as much playing time looking at next season for these two players. You're still in a good position as a team, but for the two of them, this is obviously a better uh, decision for their careers going forward. I don't know exactly why they're leaving, but part of it, I'm sure, is that they've kind of developed into role players that that are going... You know, Caton's playing time was kind of all over the place a Uh, little bit. She kind of came on a little bit more at the the end of the year, but they weren't getting extensive minutes, and there's not enough people leaving... The, the existing core yeah. is is staying and maybe really staying depending on what happens with Sam Hybe and, and Bella Cravens as well because they could come back if they want to and so yeah it's it's nice it's been great because Williams uses her bench so extensively and so well uh-huh. so it was nice to have them but yeah it's it's not going to it's it's going to have effects that are not not huge at least on the court in terms of minutes Sam. right so and, and next year, the expectations are going to be a little bit higher. So that bench might run a little bit shorter at times. Yeah. Um, and as you try to make a, a little bit deeper of a run than what you did this season. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, now we got to wait. Now we got to wait and see. What what does Hybe, what does uh, Cravens in particular right. do? It's kind of like in the men's side with, with Trey and Lat and yep. and Derek Walker. You're still there. They went through senior day. But because of COVID, they've all, all the names I mentioned still have another year yep. left if they want it. So. Still exciting though. They're coming off. Oh, I guess of, women's season can be great next year. Yeah, there, there's I'm, already I'm uh, all kinds of excitement for it. Uh, if you bring Hybe and Bella back, that that just come back, it a ladies. Bit. Do run it back one more time, Natty. Stop it, Natty. I would never do that. At least the final four though. Seven fifty five. <laughs> Telling K today with Jack and friends. K L I N. I'm Saver Traffic. 
You're listening to LNK Today with Jack and Friends on 1499.3 KLIN. All right. 8 o'clock hour. Girl Lincoln Team, new restaurants, retail businesses. Greg Sharp. Still going to give away these baseball tickets. Got the other big drawing. and How are we giving away the baseball tickets? Well, we'll, we'll, we'll figure it out. We'll, maybe we'll <laughs> bust out that, that game again. So there you go. That's it. Uh, it was, uh, at least for our for our listeners in the uh, Mountain Time Zone in the Panhandle and, and Denver, Colorado, it's uh, it's seven o'clock, and I want to rock for the rest of you all. It is eight o'clock on Lincoln's News and Talk fourteen hundred ninety nine three KLIN KLIN. All right, eight eleven. Welcome back to LNK today with Jack and friends. Congratulations to everybody who caught, and especially those of you. It doesn't help you win the contest. Those of you who complimented me on my ability to more naturally throw in the Elton John lyric this time. I, I I got a couple of couple of people saying I'm getting better at this thing. It's too bad that contest is almost over. Ah, uh, darn. So we have you. So we have got uh, about thirty uh, twenty five thirty. I got. I don't know. I'm finishing updating my spreadsheet here. Uh, so it's decent odds to win those tickets to the Elton John concert. Yeah. To go with me and sit up in the uh, KLI and Loge box. So it'll be two. We're going to uh, do that draw. Well, it's a kind of a virtual drawing. I'm going to have Caleb give me a randomized number and we will we will pick out of the list that I've got. Uh, and by the way, if, uh, if, you, if you did, if I did text you back and tell you that you did it and I don't have your first name, um, might text that into me because otherwise I'll just have it, which we can still do it with just numbers. It's just right. not as fun. Uh, a person whose <laughs> phone number ends in three wins the big. <laughs> <laughs> we'll still get a hold of whoever it is, but nonetheless, yes. So that is closed now. Uh, all right. It's time for Robin Eshelman, Dave Albers, the Grow Lincoln team. Good morning, Robin and Dave. How are you doing today? Good morning. Yeah. How are you? I'm. It's been a rough show. I'm not going to lie. It's been a rough show. <laughs> it all started going downhill with uh, Ticket Thursday and our lie detector game. And then Morning Drive, you know, I couldn't remember what number we were on. And it's just I'm still getting back in the flow of doing this five days a week. Uh, I'm, uh, Dave, you can relate to this. I'm like uh, I'm like a first week of the season pitcher who's in his fifth inning and hasn't stretched himself out yet. So I you get can, you. You can kind of I can follow you there, that. cowboy. Yeah, ab- ab- absolutely. So uh, I'm 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 uh, looking at your list today. I didn't know this happened, and I don't know. Uh, so I was gone on vacation. Did you guys really go all, like, take everyone out? And well, you went to the beach, and we said, well, we, we'll go to North you guys, Lincoln. Uh, you guys went out to a restaurant. I've done this sh- I've done this show, this segment, and you guys' show with you for over a decade on this yeah. radio station. I do not remember a single time when we were like, hey, let's all go out for lunch. Okay. Hey. And then all of a sudden, magically, I go away one week, which I never do. And it's like, hey, what a great time to take Mark and Caleb out and uh, go get some lunch. And then I didn't hear about this until I saw your list of, of things that you wanted to talk about today. I didn't want you to feel no bad. One I even wasn't going to say, hey, I'll go into this later. Was this? We all plotted this while you were gone. It if you sounds, hadn't left, it, it's the great conspiracy. Wow. <laughs> right. So uh, when I'm away, you guys uh, start having some real fun. But, huh? but cheers, though. They, we only went to one of a set of three restaurants. There are two yeah. more to go, and well, I'll go we on vacation would, another time. I'm sure you can get to those. We too. would extend an invitation to you to join us for lunch at one of the other hey, two. Robin, if Robin you... speak for yourself. Uh, <laughs> so you guys checked out okay. these. These uh, the new restaurants, and I'm not even sure which one you went to, but the one on the ones on North 48th, 
Forty um, eighth and Layton. Forty eighth and Layton. Yeah, and uh, so it's uh, there's Le- there's Lincoln's Pub in the building where Franco's Fresh Mexican, DAQ Shack Chicken, and the Lobster Share Kitchen. You guys are talking Dak about Shack. this. Yeah. Oh, Dak Shack. Okay, for, that makes more sense. Yeah. yeah. Got it. <laughs> uh, you guys told me about these things, and I was very interested and fascinated right. by them, which bur- makes it burn a little more that I wasn't invited. Um, Darn. But. <laughs> But tell tell me where you uh, tell me where you went and what the experience was like, Robin. I just didn't realize he was so sensitive. Wow! Yeah. Well, they help us with our Saturday show, and so we were all talking about this last week, and we said let's 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 have you come and talk on our Saturday show, or maybe even on Jack's show about these three so we went and sure. checked them out show and i'm going to that sounds we, good. Do. we will take you next time i'm sorry um lincoln's pub is where we landed that's where we ended up going. yeah which and we didn't have a single beer i did, we we should have like planned that better but we but we did have bar food for lunch it was actually and water. Was actually, <laughs> yeah, what an exciting group! It was actually more politically we wild. politically yeah, correct. And so, well, I had yeah. the pizza, the pepperoni pizza. Yep. And you had. Well, I was being chicken pretty Caesar boring. Chicken Caesar salad. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But Caleb had the interesting food. What did you? I, have? I got a burger. I had a burger. Oh, and a, rings. It was a wagyu burger. Well, that is interesting. It? Yeah. Wow! Look at you with the exotic ordering. And yeah. Mark, <laughs> burger and fries. Mark's on the mic here. You guys aren't, aren't going to be able to hear. Mark, what did you? What yeah, did you eat? he loved. He had. Was it a a burger? Well, and Mark. Chips? Mark will tell us here. Mark. Mark, tell us what you ordered. I had a uh, mushroom Swiss burger. Mushroom um, Swiss burger. Okay. He went no bun with it. Yep. Ooh. That was a little tough. He liked his yeah. he liked his chips. Yep, okay. they have uh, dill pickle chips. Okay, All nice right. and warm. Okay, so what are these? Okay, and water. And water. Uh, so this is a, a typical you know pub food. It was. Yeah. It sounds like it was it was good. But I'm very interested in this uh, Dak Shack chicken and lobster. Yeah, we I'm did. particularly interested in that. We didn't eat there, but we went in there. We, we went in there, and and at the time that we were there, that was empty actually well we went kind of early we, we went at like 11 o'clock for lunch because nobody getting lobster Kay- at 11 a.m exactly. i don't even know what's happening to this town anymore. <laughs> i don't get it caleb had some life obligations so we went to an early lunch but it i'll tell you these this building is really nice and we saw business people in there having you know coming in and getting ready to have a business lunch that is a good place to go if you okay. are working north lincoln and you have a client really nice atmosphere is this uh is this deck check chicken a lot isn't it like like a beachy type place or something yeah you tell me that yeah it kind of it kind of was and i think that somebody said the lobster rolls are like 23 bucks so plan to spend Ooh, some money it's you lobster know? but yeah. it's lobster <laughs> yeah i mean they gotta go they gotta drive down to holmes lake and fish them out there's some overhead <laughs> that comes along with that <laughs> yeah. you gotta understand that i mean they did it, lobsters don't just walk in there it, it's a really nice building each restaurant has a real nice dining room area the service we had was absolutely great service yeah um they the interesting thing is you can see them going back in there to get the food and all three of those share the same kitchen in, in the back yeah. oh, okay. but each restaurant you come in each restaurant has its own front door okay so you, you cool hey that man again i talk about this always when we we talk about this area unit place and um and it man i went i spent a lot of time in that area when i was going to school on east campus sure and, Wow, has that that area changed? Yeah, it's not I, even close good to the same area that it was. At yeah, that time. It, it really is. I kind of drove around that apartment complex, like all the way around the building, and in the back, it's got like covered parking. It's like a like not 
garages, but like a canopy, like you would see at a car dealer or something, so you can park your car. Those East Campus students living in the... They got got covered parking, they go and have lobster for lunch. Yeah! Whatever happened in my days of living in a $300 apartment at 33rd and Holdridge and ramen noodles. Walk into the quick shop in the middle of the night. Okay, a $300 apartment back in your day is like $2,000 apartment today. uh, Inflation's hit us, Well, I'll tell you what, it was not a luxury apartment. I can (laughs) promise you i took the bus when i was in college all right yeah all right so we'll uh, check those and it'll be interesting to see how that kind of i know it's kind of adjacent there to the that university place neighborhood and they're really doing some things there to luck center for the arts is there you've got uh, what mojava there you've got uh, a couple other uh, well i mean it's a nice location between east campus and nebraska westland yeah it's Mm -hmm. it, it, it makes a lot of sense but i would definitely say if you business people would really enjoy going to it this because nice place to take a right. client let's go to uh let's go to northwest lincoln first in Cornhusker. what can you tell us there Robin? las gonzales um <laughs> is open at first and Cornhusker. um tacos 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 they're giving up their food truck and they're they're actually in the same space co-sharing space with first avenue lounge okay so yeah. i think uh, a little bit of parties and catering and stuff like that Okay. Going, working together so we're gonna have I a brick and mortar spot that's right on that right on the curve on uh first and cornhusker there isn't okay. that what used to be the skating rink back in whoa back in the old old days I don't, you're pat you, you're going before my time oh, with yeah. that one i think it was a skating that. rink that got con- converted to a strip center wow i did not uh, my, my only skating experience i think it was holiday skate world r.i.p yeah, uh, the big dice oh, yeah. and the, mm-hmm. the skate in the couple skate where I would always look around and sit lonely and watch all the, boys, <laughs> yeah. the, the, the girls skate with other guys. And I know. Yeah, <laughs> me too. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it all worked out later. But. He really is sensitive. Yeah, it, <laughs> sucks. it sucks. I still remember the, the feel of those carpeted benches sitting there and all the lights were down and they're playing a, a Richard Marx song and uh, and everybody's kind of looking around. Oh, maybe you. Maybe. Yeah. And you try not to. I don't make, think I ever. Try not to make eye contact yeah. with with certain people you I, do not want to skate with. I don't think I ever had the experience of a hand holding couple skate at Holiday Skate World. That's an experience I'll never, never get. I don't think I ever did have a a, a, oh. a couple partner. I sat alone, went over and played some Galaga on the arcade games, and maybe grabbed a hot dog, something like that. Oh, I but, do remember some well, awkward, maybe that's why. sweaty hands. Oh yeah, I remember. you know what? I think I'm going to invite my wife to go skating so I can have that experience. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where you would go now, though. Well, that's a good do we question. have skating in Lincoln anymore? I can't. If we do, I am unaware. Maybe we I just go to the know. roller skating museum and and just look at the skates. I don't know. We'll have to figure it out. Uh, all right, uh, let's keep moving here. I am really getting us off track today. Uh, all right, now we're uh, now we're going kind of a southwest Lincoln, south central Lincoln Highway Two, uh, fifty six and Highway Two. Yeah. Ooh. Okay, where, what's what's uh, what's this? This is uh, Fort uh, Korea House. By, by the fort. By the fort, excuse me. It's not the Fort Korea. That, boy, what a, yeah, excuse me. <laughs> it's in the Strip Center by the fort. By the fort. Korea the Alamo, House. It's the Alamo. It's Alamo Plaza is right. the name of the, um, is the name of the Strip Center. The, the Alamo Korea. And we're yes. having a tough time here. They closed, okay. and Ms. Chen, 56, opened their Chinese uh, restaurant. 
Okay. Pretty standard issue. You know, your 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 normal mainstream Chinese food. Okay. Yeah, there was nothing nothing wild. It's everything you would expect, you know, all the traditional Chinese to go or I think they have some Eden. And if you remember at one point in time this was House of, house of Hunan. Hunan. Man, that was an experience going oh, to that I House like of Hunan. Oh, I love the pink carpet. Oh my goodness, that whole that was an experience back in the day. The pink and the one over here on o- we went to the one over here on O Street too. Yeah. Sometimes there was one there yes. as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, by the way, somebody just texted in and said that first in Cornhusker used to be Taste of Louisiana. That that they yeah, moved, that, I, moved out of there. I think we had talked about them closing hey, too. Real real quickly because uh, we're out of time, but I do want to get this one because there's a question from Manny on Facebook. The Village Inn at 29th and O that's been closed in a while looks like something's going on there. What's happening? Um, what we hear is, or what we see online, no. that was purchased by the same corporation that owns several Dunkin' Donuts around Ooh. town. Now, that doesn't necessarily Ooh. mean that that's what's going I, there. They could be doing Ooh. tacos, you, but, you know. you know, everything else Ooh. that they have is Starbucks donuts. on 33rd No, Watch out. The coffee <laughs> wars are about to fire up across O Street. And it's on the other side of the street. Hey, you guys have a really unique uh, on on grow Lincoln this Saturday. Robin, tell us about yeah. that. Lincoln businessman Matthew Wagner, who owns iSoft Data and Turbine Flats co-share space, is in Europe right now. He is helping a Ukrainian woman who fled across the border, and she's trying to find a home. So he'll talk to us from Germany. Wow. All right. That'll be amazing. I'll, yeah. I'm doing good deeds. Yep. Noon on Saturday. All right, Robin, Dave, thank you. Appreciate it. We will uh, check in with you next week. All right. Thanks a lot, guys. All right. Thanks for not taking me to lunch. 824 on KLIN. Sign up for the daily at KLIM.com to get today's top local and Husker news sent straight to your email. You're listening to LNK Today with Jack and Friends on 1499.3 KLIN. 838. LNK Today with Jack and Friends. Uh, what, 20 minutes, 15, 20 minutes from now, we will have our our drawing. Our, our spra- we're not putting the piece of paper in the nasty hat this time. We're going to do a. I don't want to do it on, a, on our uh, on my super secret spreadsheet, and Caleb's going to randomize it, and we will. Pay- looks like we've got between the all the people who called in, and then getting people in multiple times. It uh, looks like we have. I don't have it up right now, but I think it was thirty three or thirty four. Yeah. Uh, that are in there. So you got a decent shot if you're in that drawing to go to the Elton John concert and sit up in the luxurious Kalian Loge box. It's with pretty me nice. And another member of my family that is still. I've to gone to a couple basketball games, sat up there. Yeah, it's enjoyable. Fun. It's a. I've only been to one concert there, but it was sweet. It was Pearl Jam, and uh, this will this will be a lot of fun. So listen up. Uh, it, you don't necessarily have to be. You should listen, but you don't necessarily have to be listening. The one we pick will will contact you. Heck, maybe if we have time, we'll even call him on air. We will. Uh, we will see about that. <laughs> uh, all right, Greg Sharp joins us right now. The voice of the Big Red. Good morning, Greg. How are you doing? Jack, I'm great. Good to be with you guys today. Yeah, absolutely. Um, boy, it you know we got all our nice weather out of the way in February. Now here, I, you, you just knew it was going to happen with this stretch of home games in March, right? It, you had days and days and days in February that would have been amazing for games, and, uh, and now here we are in March. We're getting them canceled, and and uh, I guess there were a couple of nice ones last weekend, but uh, it's uh, it's the reality, I guess, that comes along with playing baseball in Nebraska in March. It's always a crapshoot, right? Yeah. It was supposed to be a twelve game homestand is going to end up being an eight yeah. so you lose four four home games during this stretch and it's just too bad but yay it comes with it they could have been here the first weekend of march and been fine to play yeah. that's the one that long beach state backed out on them but 
Yeah. It is what it is. You just move on, and here we go. Conference play starts tomorrow night. Yeah. Um, so let's kind of look back um, at what we've got. And there's still we some non- non-conference games. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, I know. And, and then especially the way that the, the last taste in your mouth is, of course, what happened on Sunday uh, against uh, Texas A&M, Corpus Christi. Uh, I don't know. You're Just your assessment now, you've got a really good sample of who this team is, and they've had their, their ups, a few ups, and, and probably a few more downs. Uh, what do you make of this team? What is the uh, what? What's kind of the characteristic of this team, and what's still the potential? Do you think of this team? Well, I think the potential is still really good. I think the young players are going to continue to get better as the season goes along. But I think what we kind of saw in the first weekend plus is about what they are. They've they've been surprisingly shoddy defensively, and I think that's the biggest surprise to the coaches is their inability to field the baseball better than they have. Pitching has been good at times, um, and then the the batting has probably just been very erratic. It's they've had good games and they've had really poor games, and so I think the lack of consistency is probably the the story through nineteen games for this year. But I know the biggest concern has been the defense, the fact that they have not fielded the baseball, particularly in the infield, as well as they thought they would. Uh, what update? I know Kyle Perry now has uh, got an injury situation. What kind of an update can you give us on on his uh, on his status? Yeah, we had Will on Monday night, his first radio show, and he just didn't really have anything new to say. I, I don't think it's going to be good. Uh, I think his season's probably over. And that's the other thing. We talk about the pitching. Uh, they've had four pitchers, and Will is really not talked a lot about this, but you had Buns, and then you had Perry. But Ethan Bradford's been on the sideline for three weeks. He he had some tenderness. He has started to throw again and could be back in a week or so. And and Kobe Gomez has been bothered by a foot, and he's had some tenderness in his arm again. So those are probably four of your top ten arms that mm-hmm. Nebraska did not have once Kyle went down Friday night. Now the good the, there's some good news on Jake Buns. He did not end up having surgery. Oh, uh, they've got him now, kind of in the throwing program. And he could be back mid to late April, so that may oh. be some good news for this team moving forward. Okay, that would be that would be good. Assuming Perry is out for an extended, you know, portion. What's that? What's that do to your weekend rotation? Probably goes with Cody Frank. I would say would we'll, we'll start the game tomorrow against Michigan, and then Shea Shannon, who's really been very very good. I, you know, he, he threw the complete game shutout. He he pitched twice last week in that in that homestand and was very effective in both starts. Uh, so I'm really happy with him, and then and then it's Dawson McCarville who was really good against New Mexico State, and then really bad against Texas A&M Corpus Christi, working on short rest. But I think that's those are probably going to be your weekend starters coming up tomorrow against the Wolverines. Um, are there are there are there guys on the team? You know, when you, you part of the reason there was optimism around this team, obviously, is the way last year ended, and you, and you of course lost some of the big contributors of that team, but you, you brought plenty of them back too, and I think that was where the optimism came from. Are there guys that you haven't seen what you expected from so far this year that still might be in there to return to maybe a little bit of what what you saw in last season's form? Oh, absolutely. And I think it probably starts with Cam Chick. I mean, Cam Chick is hitting 140. Well, that's a guy you figured would be one of the anchors of your offense. Now, I think we saw some improvement from Cam last week. And he homered, he drew a couple walks, got on base. But I think I think Cam can really pick up what he had been doing uh, in, in his first couple of years in Lincoln. So there's a guy that's way underperforming where he'd be. And I would even say, Jack, that Max Anderson is underperforming. I know his average is in the 290 range, but he only has seven RBIs. 
through 19 games. And when you bat third, you should be racking up the runs batted in. He's not been able to do that to this point in time. And so I think there's a corner to be turned for Max to really crank things up. So those two guys, if they could get going, would dramatically change the way the offense looks for this group. So I've been... Uh, I'm hopeful, fingers crossed, that those two guys get it get it going here. I'm looking at the RPI right now, and it's not good. A uh, hundred looks like 178 right now as of this morning is where Nebraska is in the RPI eight and eleven uh, at this point. Uh, what is? I mean, how much of if they do th- turn things around in the Big Ten, like I think we think and, and hope that they will. How much? How much can you change? How much can you impact what the first half ish of this season looked like, and what the trajectory potentially into the postseason might be? Well, you certainly can climb by when you start winning games and winning series, but that's a gigantic hole. It, it just is, and you know, I wish I wasn't, and I wish that isn't where this team is. But that's it is what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think now that the the, the the plan probably flips to this. Okay, we're zero and zero in the league. Let's just try to win a, a weekend series and then another weekend series and then try to put them together and do as well as you can in the league. And it ultimately may come down to can Nebraska win the Big Ten tournament in Omaha in May and, yeah. and to get a bid. So, unfortunately, that's where it is. And that's when you go and you get swept by TCU and you only win one at Sam Houston State. That's Those are just big holes to dig yourself out of. And, and But that's. That's the reality yeah. where Nebraska is right now. But it is a good point. I mean, you, you've got the, that tournament in in Lincoln, in Omaha, I should say. Um, it, it's gonna that should benefit you if you can get yourself in the standings where you're, you've got a g- good matchups, a good seating in that tournament. Um, you can be after that. You can be kind of where you hoped you would be. Probably maybe a little lower. Maybe not hosting a regional, but uh, you can kind of get yourself to that same spot. I'm, uh, continuing on the RPI, I see Michigan is the top-rated Big Ten team right now. They're ranked twenty-five. They're eleven and eight on the year. This would be, uh, but this is a heck of a. This is right where you want to start if you want to have the most impact in changing that trajectory of of the RPI in the season. It looks like. Yeah, and I think we've alluded to it a couple times in the last few weeks with, that I've been on that it's not been a good start for the league. Maryland has done really well. Michigan's been okay. Purdue's been a, a surprise, but how much of that is just a result of a soft schedule? We'll find out once league play gets going. But this has been a four- or five-bid league. I don't think it's going to get there this year. I think it's probably going to be a two- or three-bid league. But you're right, Michigan, at home, if you could win a series this week, you would see that RPI jump up quite a bit for Nebraska just with this week's results. Then they go to Creighton, who's off to a decent start. That'd be a road a road game on, on Tuesday night and then at Ohio State. So you certainly have chances to advance your RPI. But I, to me, it's just let's go try to win a league series and then follow that up with another league series victory and see where we yeah. land here in about a month and where, they, where do they stand on the standings. I should correct myself. Maryland is actually rated higher in the RPI. Maryland is at 19. Michigan is at 25. And then you got to go quite a ways down until you get to Purdue, which is the next one at, at 45. And so, yeah, it's, uh, it, I mean, it's not looking like an impossible task to have success in the Big Ten right now if this team plays to its its potential, it looks like. And, and hopefully getting that home crowd, getting a real weekend series. Weather, uh, weather looks okay, Greg. I mean, compared to what we've had, I think I think we'll take it and uh, maybe a, a pretty decent situation out there on Friday night. Should be fun. And Thinking the, windy. Yeah, yeah, windy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Windy. Well, and don't forget, I mean, I still, 
uh, I still think of Michigan, Greg, and I think back to to that series at the end of the regular season. What was it? Night twenty nineteen. Is 19. that right? Yeah. That was yep. that was one of the most for me. And there's been a lot of great moments for Nebraska baseball, um, but that was one of the the best regular season series, and just the I mean, developed a rivalry in my opinion, at least in my mind. I really like to beat Michigan after that, but uh, yeah, this is this has been a great, a really good matchup over the last few years. It has. It's developed, I think, into one of the better rivalries in the league. And then that series was followed up with the two teams playing twice in Omaha the very next week. Nebraska lost a morning game and then came back and, and in front of a great crowd yeah. at, at, at that time, TD Ameritrade Park. It's now Charles Schwab Park. But a great crowd, and the Huskers won a Saturday night game to launch them into, into the championship round on Sunday. So it has. It's become a really good rivalry, and I think the two teams really respect each other. Yeah, absolutely. Um, shift over to football. Um, it's, it's kind of, it's, I don't know if, if this is fair to say, maybe you, do you think it or you don't, but it feels like spring football has kind of flown under the radar a little bit this year. Maybe even, I, I, I mean, I thought there'd be a lot of attention on it, interest in it, obviously with the changes in the program and it's flown under the radar. And I don't necessarily think that's the, uh, that's the, the worst thing necessarily. Um, but you coming off spring break, getting back to it. What are, what are you hearing? And, um, what are kind of the big stories coming out of spring football as you've been talking about them on sports nightly over the course of the last few days? Well, I think it's a good observation, and in some ways it has, because when you start, you've got March Madness that's going, you've got conference tournaments, everybody's kind of focused on that. Then they took the week off to let them all go for spring break. Mm-hmm. So now it kind of ratchets it up. You're basically at the halfway point of spring, and now you're going to get, like today, Scott Frost will be with the media after practice today. That's that's going to garner a lot of attention. But I think they're encouraged. I think you know a lot of install with some new stuff, new wrinkles on offense with, that Mark Whipple has brought to him. I think they're very happy with what they see from the quarterbacks, the wide receivers, the running backs. The offensive line is going to be a work in progress even going into the the fall because you've got two starters who aren't even practicing, Teddy Prohaska and Turner Corcoran. So those kids aren't even on the field with them right now. That that hurts the development of that group. But I, I think, you're, you know, now that you're, we're getting deep into March and the basketballs are getting put away across the country, I think mm-hmm. you'll see a lot more interest in the Huskers, and that game's only a little over two weeks away from the spring game. And yeah. uh, Nebraska sold over 40,000 tickets. I think a lot of people kind of wait to see what the weather may look like for that day before yep. they decide whether to, to plunk down some money to come out and watch them. But I think you'll see a lot more attention focused on the on the football program here in the next two weeks. You know what, to me, Greg, has is, is stood out and I guess maybe gotten me fired up, and it's spring football, so you know you, you take everything a little bit with a grain of salt. But, man, every time I read or hear something Mickey Joseph says – that gets me that gets me excited and i'm like every fan i'm like okay let's prove it let's not get overboard on on just coach speak during the spring but man i i couldn't be more excited that we got mickey joseph uh here part of this program right now even more so than i was back in december the energy that the new coaches have brought is is infectious and he's one of them bill bush i think is another one even though bill was here last year as an analyst now that he's a full-time assistant you can't li- not listen to either one of those guys and walk away going, all right, let's go. I'm ready to play. And I also think the impact that those two are making on the recruiting trail has been pretty remarkable. I mean, for Nebraska's already got a handful of commits for the next class. What they were able to do in the last few days of this past recruiting period was pretty remarkable. And I think it speaks to those two guys and, and their their energy and their fight to for this program. So I, I, I think Scott Frost has pushed a lot of right buttons since the end of the season. Now, we, 
we're all going to get judged by what starts happening in late August when they open this thing up against Northwestern and Ireland. But I think those the new staff members have really done a good job of of kind of pumping some life back into the program. There were is that game still going to be in Ireland? As far as you know, by the way, as, yeah, absolutely. I, yeah, I'm pretty sure. I'm, okay. I think with particularly with the COVID restrictions being loosened all across the globe, I think it. Yeah, I think I know Nebraska athletics is full steam ahead okay. in getting uh, preparations ready. That's what I thought. I just, there were some rumors that were out there before, and then I never heard anything official after that. And it sounds like it's it's still a go. But I I wanted to uh, to kind of check for sure. And then and then just getting back to Bill Bush, that that's the other thing I think where I'm I'm finding some excitement. Even if you know there are still you know it's not a perfect season. The, uh, the just improving. If you flipped special teams from a negative to a positive with last year's season, can you imagine what a difference that would have made in the in the win loss record? I mean, I'm talking. I don't know. I, I, maybe I'm being hyperbolic here, but I'm saying three, four wins, maybe. I mean, at least. And so, if you can do that, I don't think you can. I don't think you can overstate what the impact of that could be for next year, even with some of the other issues that might be there. I totally agree with you. One of the most popular guys that got interviewed in the last few weeks was the punter Brian Bashini, the young man from Montana who was an FCS All American. He has an unbelievable leg, and he was really fun. We had him on Sports Island the other night. What a great interview he was! And right there, if you just have a guy that can launch and be consistent with his punts, and the kicker's not here yet, they got an FCS kicker who will be here in June, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're, I totally agree with you. You do that, and then you hear Bill Bush talk about schemes on, on special teams. Right there, I think it's worth a couple of games a year. And as close as Nebraska was week in and week out with all those games, yeah, play here, play there certainly would have made a huge difference last year. Yeah, if you hold everything steady from last year, I don't know that they will. Maybe better, maybe worse. But just in theory, if you hold everything steady from last year and flip special teams from a negative to a positive, um, you're looking at you're looking at a completely different season potentially next year. And so that is that guy really hitting? Uh, I heard that new punter is hitting uh, hitting the ball off the roof on the practice facility. Is that a tall tale or is that no. true? That's he has done that a handful of times, and, and other punters. Sam Fultz used to do that too back in his day uh, with Nebraska. So that that's not all that unusual. I loved it, Jack, the other day. You know they went they had practice on Tuesday. That was the morning that we all woke up and we had that rain that kind of changed to snow and it's blowing sideways. He took them out on the. They went outside. They kicked and did all that stuff outside yeah. in the midst of all that. And he goes, "Hey, we have to do that. All We're right. going to plan some of that stuff. So let's go get tough and go do that." All right. How's your bracket doing? I've got all four Final Four still left. No. So I'm going to make I'm going to make a lot of ground up here in the next this weekend. Jeez, I had two of mine out before lunch on Thursday, <laughs> or before dinner on Thursday, I should say. Yeah, yeah I, had, I had Kansas, Gonzaga, Arizona, UCLA. Got all Look four still you. alive. And shameless plug: We do have Trev Albert's monthly radio show tonight, right here on okay. KLIN. That'll be good. Do turn that on on KLIN. All right, hey, we'll be listening to that. We'll listen to the games this weekend, Greg. Look forward to it. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks, Jack. All right. Greg Sharp. There you go. We're going to pick our winner for the Loge Box tickets with Elton John coming up next on KLIN. Waking up the capital city with the help of Nitro Cold Brew Coffee from Broken Rail Beverage Company. This is 1499.3 KLIN. You're listening to LNK Today with Jack and Friends on 1499.3 KLIN. All right, I've got my randomized super secret spreadsheet here with all the names and our phone numbers of the people 
who have texted in for the Elton John Loge Box contest multiple times. If you uh, did it multiple times, you've got some people have all four. Four. We got one, two, three, or four entries in, so that makes a one in thirty-two chance. Caleb, I need you to give me a number between one and thirty-two. Twenty. Twenty. Scrolling down. Congratulations. Ooh. Congratulations to Julie. 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 All right. Actually, had two entries, so that helped her chances out. I hope there's not more. The, the Julie, whose phone number ends in a six. <laughs> How's that? We'll text you, Julie, and uh, we will let you know. And uh, yeah, we'll. Uh, I'll see you on on Sunday night. Thank you to everybody for listening and uh, and playing along with that as well. We're going to be back tomorrow for a Request Line Friday. No restrictions on Request Line Friday. Whatever you want to play, we're going to play it for you. It's 9 o'clock. KLIN Lincoln. From the Momo P.